Welcome to Headliner the Podcast with your hosts, Stephen Heckberg and Philip Goudreau. Headliner of the podcast, Bill Godreau, Stephen Heckbert. And you know, we're just a couple of guys sitting around a table having a nice, relaxed conversation here. We should launch some grassroots advocacy, Stephen. 100%. We, uh, we have an issue and, uh, and we want to raise it. We know that other people have the same issue and we know uh, that people... Hot dogs uh, are sandwiches, Stephen. Hot dogs are... Well, actually, Phil, we agree on that. Hot dogs oh, are good. sandwiches. There right? you go. That was an easy one. Okay. Uh, but no, but we have to convince a lot of other people. Absolutely. Well, the, the thing about grassroots advocacy, as you and I both know, is that uh, people have a hard time figuring out who else might be interested in this issue. And so... Uh, and how so to get them on side, too. How to get them on side, how to talk to them about the issue, and also how to make sure that, that you get a solution that is practical, that is achievable, and I will say this, this is the one thing about today's grassroots advocacy that's different than it would have been 30 years ago. This is going to intro into our public affairs conversation I think we're going to come up with later. It used to be that 30 years ago you would say to government, here's a problem. And government would say, thank you for pointing out the problem. We're going to come up with a solution. And then they would. Actually, that might have been 40 years ago. And then what happened is it was uh, you'd sort of point out the problem and you'd have to come up with a solution. And then you could come to government and say, here's the problem. Here's our proposed solution. Uh, can, the old uh, don't bring me a problem unless you've got a solution sure. for can it you management style. Can you implement this solution? No problem. The challenge with today's world is we've complicated all this so much that it, it now has to be here's the problem. Here's the solution. And here's how you can get it through your system. Here's how you can do the public consultation on it. Here's how you can resolve sort of some of the other objections. And here's mm -hmm. how you can talk about those things. Mm -hmm. So you really have to now not only solve the problem, but figure out how government can sell it. Mm -hmm. And then hope and pray to God that you didn't pay, uh, you know, the prime minister or anyone else for speaking opportunities for the solution that, you know, that, that then create ethical problems. And anyway, now we're getting way off track, aren't we? literally just a bit of a... <laughs> Just uh, now we are sidetracked. Yes. Now right. we're sidetracked. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, let's go back. So you come up with a solution to a problem that you have pointed out, and you're helping government to clear the roadblock. So could you give me a good example? I can't come up with a great example off the top of my head in large part because it's really hard to identify where these things come. I would say probably one of the best solutions I've seen in recent times, oddly enough, was Kim Kardashian's criminal justice reform that she tried to introduce to Donald Trump. And this is going to sound like a crazy uh, example to use. No, uh, involving those two characters? I know, exactly. Like, and especially me coming up with this uh, example. Usually I'm a Kardashian-free zone. She had a, a good point, right? Like there is a group of people in the United States who are overly punished through the criminal justice system. Um, so she went to the president and she said, look, here's the challenges that this group face. Uh, they do not get great legal representation. Legal aid is basically a challenge. We are overcrowding prisons with people who really, at first or second offenses, should not be going into prisons. If they were of a different skin color or a different socioeconomic bracket, they would be diverted away from the justice system. And so her proposal was, let's start diverting those folks from the justice system. And she pointed out all the ways in which he was going to be able to do that. Now, because he was Donald Trump, he didn't need all the ways to do it. He just did it. Somehow that brought some criminal justice reform to the United States that I, I think is probably going to be positive in the long run. And that was brought, and I, I'm hesitant to say that that's something Kim Kardashian should be proud of, but that's something Kim Kardashian should be proud of. Mm -hmm. Didn't break the internet, though. Did not break the internet. I know, funny. Like, she, you know, she, she the, the one time she does something actually important in her life, and uh, nobody really remembers. Yeah. Well, you remembered, so there, there, that's somebody. 
You're not uh, nobody, Stephen. I'm I'm kind of nobody when it comes to the Kardashian fandom. Mm. I mean, I don't have a wiki page. I don't sort of you know. I, I'm not following them on on Instagram. Yeah. So um, okay. So you've you've brought a solution to government. You've told them all the ways they could overcome their own hurdles, get out of their own way. Basically, they're not interested in your idea. Then what do you do? Well, this is where you have to find like-minded people. And uh, oddly enough, uh, you know, in our last episode on social media, we talked about sort of the power of social media and some of the things I would do around that. This actually is one of the places where finding like-minded people can be fairly simple. Go to your local community groups on Facebook. Go to your local community groups on social media. Go to Reddit. Start talking to people about this issue. And you will always find that other people are facing similar issues. People just are. So one of the key things there is make sure you have distilled, first step, make sure you've distilled your issue down to a very simple binary choice. Here's what I'd like to see happen. Here's why we should do this. Do you're you, either with us or you're with... Uh... Well, do you agree or disagree? And, then, and, and the key there is that not everyone has to agree with your issue. They just don't have to disagree. Mm-hmm. Because you can basically get people to agree that on this issue, I will support you. It's, it's how we build coalitions. Mm-hmm. On this issue, I will support you. But next issue, I want to make sure that you're supporting me. So on our uh, hot dog sandwich issue, we go to our uh, restaurant association. We go to our uh, hot dog enthusiasts. Maybe we get Joey Chestnut, world hot dog eating champion, down to come and speak to our local politicians about this pressing problem. Uh, we also go to the hamburger people and we mm. say, look, our hamburger is a sandwich, right? And, and, and we try to bring them in. You know, maybe hamburger people are like, yeah, we've been left mm. out of the sandwich yeah. conversation t- yeah. for too long ourselves. Yeah. Subway is like, hey, you know what? If it was a sandwich, we could sell it. That's then. right. So great. Uh, And it's really about, you know, I will say the grassroots advocacy is about coalition building. And again, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I recognize that the, the truck convoy example will, will go away at some point in time. But one of the things that I was challenged by around the convoy uh, was the number of people who were, shall we say, reluctant to try to win the hearts and minds of others as they were here protesting. Many of their followers would follow people and, you know, yell at them out the window. Uh, I mean, some of the truckers told me what I could do to myself. And so I'm a resident of Ottawa. I'm a Canadian. And they clearly have no interest in sort of building a coalition. Well, if you don't build a coalition, the coalition will turn against you. Oh, you mean they didn't invite you down into the bouncy castle or for a, a session in the hot tub? They made no effort whatsoever to try to have a dialogue with anyone who wasn't automatically... Uh, flying a flag that uh, that I probably would have found disagreeable, even if that flag was only something that told our prime minister to do something, because I don't actually think you should have that around the kids either. So to use a, maybe a more realistic example, um, I've got a few clients in the kind of development construction space, right? And that's where uh, those coalitions come in, in quite handy, right? Finding the business groups that talk about the benefits of this development, finding the neighbor associations, uh, assuming you can uh, overcome their objections, right? Um, talking to the environmental and heritage groups. Hopefully they aren't uh, in opposition, or at least you can get them down to a, um, well, you know, we see the pros and cons and we're going to sit on the sidelines. Um, sometimes that's better than the alternative. Again, and without sort of talking about the developers in, in particular, one of the things that's amazed me is that they have sort of sat out the entire conversation around affordable housing, which was shocking to me because mm-hmm. it's like lead that conversation. People are talking about affordable housing 
you have had complaints about how hard it's been to build housing stock. Yep. Wrap your arms around those people. Yep. Like, Make sure you recognize who your natural-born allies might be, yep. but also be prepared to make friends with people who you might not have considered were natural-born allies before. Yep. Uh, and just be open to those kinds of opportunities. One of the things that I, I would say I always find surprising about grassroots organizations is how siloed they become. I mean, we, we criticize lots of organizations about building silos, but grassroots organizations who you would think would be looking to make as many friends as they possibly can, you know, they often fall into those silos and they simply can't open their minds to sure. new ways of, of addressing these kinds of issues. So yeah, I worked with a community housing organization and I was trying to convince them that they needed to uh, uh, get in bed with the realtors, right. And become the beneficiary, you know, charity of choice of uh, the realtors and, you know, Kind of, not, kind of blackmail, kind of twist their arm a little bit, but say, look, you are contributing to the housing inaffordability situation. Here is your chance to be good guys. Yeah. And and again, it's it's all about helping them see your point of view as well. The more you're talking to them about these kinds of issues, the more they'll be listening to you. And so then when the realtors are out talking to developers or when they're out talking to government, then again, nothing personal. You will run into better organized groups sometimes. And the more you can bring them into your point of view, the more likely you are to be able to get a real depth of understanding and a real depth of engagement from people who probably have more resources to, uh, on this kind of issue than you do. So what happens when your grassroots uh, organization starts to attract groups you don't want to be associated with? So first of all, just make sure that they don't that they're not going to feel welcomed uh, in the first place. So try to make sure that you make it quite clear that this is what we're talking about and we're not engaging in any other conversation. Secondly, it's to disavow anyone who's trying to claim credit for your uh, efforts. And I think the third thing is to be quite clear about how we are going to set your norms of behavior up front and in advance. So this there there are things we will not sort of let you talk about. There are ways you will not talk to people in our team. Okay. And you don't represent uh, us on anything other than this issue or not at all, depending on the, the circumstances. Uh, as we've seen, even being associated with controversial individuals uh, is a recipe for derailing your entire cause. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Headliner, the podcast. If you want to know more about how you can improve your organization's communication strategies, visit headlinerthebook.com. We'll see you next week.